0: Episode 40 Happy Thanksgiving Hey everybody, welcome to Darmic Evolution I'm your host James Kellen O'Connor Singer, songwriter, audio, video artist And master storyteller With six wild turkeys running through my backyard this morning But I had mercy So anyway, let's go out to Beverly Hills, California today. And we're going to visit with Lisa Casalino, fabulous singer, songwriter, jazz singer. She's going to show us how wonderful it is to have call waiting. So strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. Okay, with me today on the Dharmic Evolution, I am really delighted to have Lisa Casalino. And uh, Lisa, you are now in... um, a wonderful jazz singer. You're now on the west coast transplanted, correct?
1: I am. i've I've been here. It was a year on September first.
0: Oh, awesome, happy anniversary. Thank you. so um so listen, it's great to have you on the Dharmic evolution. I know we've been trying to get together for a while now, and I'm so happy that you uh, finally carved some time out of your busy schedule to uh, to you know <laughs> dazzle us with your talents. So uh, welcome to the show. No, so how is um, how's the transformation going? You were in uh, Florida for a long time, right?
1: I was. I was in Tampa for well, a total of nineteen years, but really singing and on the scene there for maybe six or seven.
0: Uh huh. And
1: before that, I was teaching. So.
0: And you were in New York before that, right?
1: Right. Yes, born and raised in New York. Yes.
0: So yes. Went you, to school there. Can't take. Uh, what is it? You're from Long Island, right?
1: Right. You take the girl <laughs> well, out of
0: Long Island, but you can't take well, Long Island out of the girl.
1: Well, or Long Long Island out of her hair. Yeah. Really is it
0: is. <laughs> hey, so tell me, how is the transition now with the uh, performing scene? Now that you're on the West Coast, is it uh, is it a little better for jazz for your particular um, style?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting when I when I came out here, I I didn't have anything lined up. I okay. just kind of finally said I'm going to go out and you know I had hit I hit the ceiling in Tampa. I was doing very well there and very grateful for that, but you know, it, it comes to a point where it's like, okay, this can continue indefinitely or I can try to see what else is out there, you know? I've, I I want to live a long life, but I want to live a wide life. And so I have a friend that was living out here and she's like, you just need to come out. So, but more than just the music scene, there's just so much more available in LA. Right. As far as the jazz scene, it's you know, it it's really this what I found it's it's kind of you know, same thing in, in Tampa. I mean there's there's jazz out there, but it's not in the forefront. Okay. You know, it's it's kind of its own little niche and, and then you know, you kinda of have to find the places that are playing it, places that wanna hear it. I mean there's several really nice venues out here, but I I didn't know. I didn't you know, I wasn't I wasn't sure what to expect and so it wasn't it wasn't really what I thought it would be, but right. you know, you,
0: you, you so do you do you um book all your own gigs?
1: You know, you- I I I book most of them. I I don't particularly have an agent, um an agency that I work with. However, um just from being out and networking, I've met some people and they've referred me to other people who do book events and so when there's an event that's that's right for me, then they'll call me. Like I don't really have, like specific re- representation, but right. they'll say, "Oh, you know, this is a great gig. Lisa Castellina could probably do this. Let's give her a call see so if she's available." That sort of thing.
0: Right, right. So, so it's.
1: But mostly, it's my. You know, I book. I look for the gigs. I, I find out who books the room or who's who's in charge of booking here, and that's how I go with it.
0: Right. So um. So you do. You probably do a lot of. Um, you know, once they have you, they want to keep you, right? You get a lot of follow-up gigs, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I just feel like it, that's kind of how I built my reputation when I was in Tampa and how I've been working it here. It's like you go in, you you convince someone, hey, just give me a chance, you know, let me let me play here. If you don't like it, you never have to hear from me again. Right. And if you do, let's talk. So.
0: Hey, wh- and
1: wh- usually I found out that um, I've, you know, every everywhere I've sang at least once, there's always been more gigs than that, so...
0: What does your little dog have to say about that? What's his name?
1: <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I just, I just picked her up. Her, well, it's a she, and her name. I'm,
0: I'm sorry you dropped out. What's her name?
1: Her name is Eliza Doolittle.
0: Eliza <laughs> Doolittle, Chiming in, giving us, <laughs> giving us some perspective on the left I, coast.
1: <laughs> always, yeah. She goes by Liza Doo for short. She's a miniature Dachshund.
0: Liza Doo, I like yeah. that. I like sorry. that. Hey, um, um we're going to play, if it's okay with you, I want to play one of your tracks. Uh, this is called, this is wonderful. wonderful.
2: It's marvelous. You should care. Lisa Casolino,
0: check this out.
2: It's awful nice. It's paradise. It's what I love to see. You should care for me. Silicon, it's what I want, it's what I love to see.
0: Great track. Great track, Lisa. Um thank you
2: so much. Yeah,
0: and really, did you teach uh, Liza Du how to come in on time? Because she's got really good time.
1: Uh, well, you we know I couldn't hear the song as you were playing it. Oh you so. couldn't
0: okay. Well maybe I enjoy I enjoyed that. Well she was
1: spent hearing.
0: She could have been a percussionist. She's really good.
1: I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to we live in an apartment, and she just likes to bark at every tiny little thing she might hear outside. So uh,
0: that's okay. She's welcome. She's welcome to uh, contribute to show. the show.
1: Stealing the show.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, hey, tell me about production. How do you put your music together, and how do you? Um, you've got a lot of tracks. Um, you've got, I don't know, two two albums that I know of. I think you have more than that. Um, looks- I have
1: two. I have two uh, LPs, and then I have a Christmas single.
0: Okay, yes. I was checking that out, out earlier. Very, very good. Hey, um, so how do you go about, are, are you using the same producer on both records or using a bunch of different producers?
1: You know, I use the same producer for both of the LPs. Um, I produced the, uh, the single myself, but um, no, I, I co-write. I have a really good friend um, that his name is Nate Najar. He's an amazing jazz guitarist and we, our first project together was um, writing a single for a short film, Right. and it just kind of came across my lap, I said, hey, you want to write something together and make, make the single, and so we did, and we did it out of his home studio, and the writing pro- process and just working with him was just uh, very seamless, easy, enjoyable, we had a good connection, and so I said, you know what, I would like to do a record with you, and so I wrote, we wrote uh, together for for three songs for that, the first one, and then, you know, he, he put together the band for me, and we went and recorded up in New York City at NOLA Studios, and he, he, he produced the record. He's wonderful. And so my second record, I wanted to work with him again. We wrote more songs. We have six originals on that one, and, uh, and we did it in, in Tampa, Florida. Three records and he put the band together and we uh he produced that one as well great so, so
0: your day de- your debut cd was introducing lisa casalino correct
1: yes yeah it came out in 2011
0: and then your your current one is i'm old-fashioned
1: i'm old-fashioned right they came out last year
0: yeah so. great i love your um i love your album covers too you have this, uh, you. yeah, you have this timeless classic look to all of your photographs, which is just just wonderful and so fitting to, um, and Thank so you. tastefully done. Yeah, it's Thank just great. So, hey, tell me, about, um, tell me about how you got into jazz. Like, what were your, like, growing up, how did you get connected to music and jazz in particular? What influenced you to do this? Oh, uh, Okay,
1: um, well, growing up, my parents loved music we always had music in the house my dad had had a very very extensive collection of forty five records and a jukebox and um, we just always had music playing in the house and then um, as i was growing up i was obviously in the choirs and um, went on to get a degree in music and after that when i started you know gigging professionally i was in a lot of house bands party bands so it was mostly top forty sort of thing and there was just not enough work for me. I wanted to sing more. Right. And I was trying to figure out, you know, where can I get some gigs as a solo artist who at the time, you know, didn't accompany myself. And I was like, oh, you know what? Nursing homes. Nursing homes need entertainment. And maybe I can work up an hour worth of, you know, songs. And, and what kind of music would nursing homes want to hear? And I thought, well, great American songbook.
0: Well, how, so, did, you, how <laughs> did you come up with that? That's like so off the beaten path. <laughs> I mean,
1: <laughs> I had a friend yeah, I had a friend <laughs> gigs with a friend he's a trumpet player, and he uh he was he was working he was doing sing you know playing trumpet and singing at nursing homes during the day, and he's like, yeah, you know at least I, I get you know every nursing home has at least entertainment once a month, you get three or four or five of those, you know, and it's during the day, it's a very easy gig, it's really enjoyable and so yeah I, I went and sent out um a headshot and a cover sheet to about 50 nursing homes in the Tampa Bay area, and 10 of them got back to me. And I started running that circuit. And then from there, just building up my repertoire of that type of music. And um, when there was a club opening and they were looking for entertainment, I said, I want to sing here. And he's like, well, Where do you sing now? And I said, Oh, at home with friends in Adam's house. And <laughs> he was like, Where's that? I go, Those are nursing homes. He literally came out to hear me sing at a nursing home. Right. And I booked the first public gig.
0: You know, I got to hand it to you. That is genius, because I'm thinking like, man, if if I did that and I bombed, like a lot of people would be sleeping and they wouldn't know the difference. So I can build my confidence level. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going
1: to tell you, you know, they're a captive audience. But no, the, you know, the thing is, they you can see the music, especially the music that I sing. It takes them back to a time and place in their lives when they were vibrant and they right. had, you know the world on a string basically and and it's it's beautiful to see because some of the some of the people that live there you know they start to clap their hands and they're standing up and they're doing things that they normally wouldn't be doing. Yeah. You know, I'm, I I in fact, you know, it's interesting. I've been out of Tampa for over a year and just this morning I missed a call from a nursing home wanting me to do family night. I have to call them and tell them I, you know, I don't live there anymore. Right. But um but I was doing that for a long time. And then eventually, you know, the nighttime public gigs picked up and I just didn't have the time to do everything.
0: Yeah. You know, you're so right about that. Cause I just remembered that I actually did do one performance. Um, it was a, a vocal coach I was working with and she invited me and I showed up and there was all these, or her students were performing for all the, the people at a, at a nursing home. And, uh, and yeah, they were so happy to have people, you know, entertaining them. You know, they never had to leave the building. Hey, I want to mm-hmm. play. Um, I want to play another one of Lisa's, and this is called "Nice Work." If you can get it, can you tell us? How, you know, is this a is this a standard or is this something you wrote? But it,
1: that's not from one of my records,
0: though, is it? Uh, the nice work. It says nice work if you can get it. Yeah, Lisa Casalino. This is I'm oh, taking these off of SoundCloud, but I could play another one. Hey, do you have a request?
1: Um, I'm taking well, requests
0: I'm, today. <laughs> <laughs> I'd
1: like maybe you can you know what? Maybe you can play something that's kind of fun and it's quirky. It's uh it's off of my latest record. Um it's it's something that I did right. It's called um, Call Waiting.
0: Call Waiting. Let me look it up. I'm I'm sure I got the whole list here. So let me put it's that
1: tune but you know i think it's fun because it 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 talks about uh it's a story about a woman who's on the line with a a guy
0: oh here it and is while, okay yeah. go ahead yeah keep keep explaining it i want to hear it
1: go. yeah so it's it's it's, it's kind of a, just a fun little song it's not you know any of any of my serious tracks but i'm on the phone with the guy i haven't heard from in a while and while i'm on the phone with him uh three other guys call in and, and i book dates with all of them wow and then i go back to Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, so it's kind of, it's kind of a, it's it's called Call Waiting, and I I don't have an official music video for it, but um, the video that I did make is like a slideshow of the history of the telephone. It's actually kind of funny.
0: All right, cool. Let's let's listen to and after I play this, you know, this little slice of this track, um, I want you to explain and teach us guys how to work this deal because this sounds like a really (laughs) strong move, Lisa. (laughs) Here is call waiting.
2: Hello, yes it's me. Hey, how are you? It's been a little while, so tell me what's new. Oh wait, can you hold? I have another call. Hello, this is Lisa. Well,
0: every time Lisa congratulations that's a great track excellent excellent job Thank
1: you. Yeah, that's really
0: that's, yeah that's awesome so, you
1: know it's just a fun song And
0: yeah and <laughs> yeah. I like the call waiting thing it's very cool you got all three on a line you know and uh, let's see flipping a coin I don't know <laughs> hey um, tell me how that's do you right what's that say it again
1: I booked
0: the whole weekend right there. There you go. <laughs> Friday, Saturday, and Sunday evening. That's awesome. Hey, um, when you, how did you get uh, started songwriting? Like, when did it occur to you that, hey, man, I can do this? I can come up with my own songs. What was the catalyst moment? Do you remember that?
1: Well, when I was little, Oh, well, and it's funny you ask me this question because I my voice my I, I would have originally gone to like back to two thousand when I started writing country music, but in fact it started way before that, when I was in elementary school. We had a little school store, and I was in charge of I guess uh, publicity or marketing or whatever, and so I would come up with these parodies and sing them over the the little PA system in our school, right? And for oh. our school store, and I was I was just writing new lyrics to familiar, I think I even wrote one to a Michael Jackson tune about coming to the store and buying your pencils and pens and erasers and things like that. Right. So I realized I could put lyrics to other tunes, but the first song I I wrote in its entirety was for a talent show when I was in uh, seventh grade. It was called Jamaica. I wanted to start a. I wanted to start a rock band with my girlfriends, and when I went around to ask what people played, I played the violin at the time, right. and my other girlfriend played the flute. I mean, not really rock instruments to yeah. say, you know. So, I just used my Casio key- keyboard and all the sounds I could from there, and made a li- and got one of those little tape recorders where you press play and record.
0: Sure. Right. And
1: like, literally recorded me. Playing some sort of mix on my Casio keyboard, and then I put lyrics to it, and then performed it at my um, at the school talent show. It was called Jamaica. It was a reggae song.
0: Awesome! So, so you, <laughs> so you knew that you had the ability to write like very early.
1: Yeah, I didn't really, but I didn't think much more of it, you know, for decades. I mean, honestly, that was seventh grade, and then I didn't really do any more songwriting until I was, you know, out of college.
0: So, so you were focusing on just singing?
1: Yeah, I was singing, and then I went to school to become a music teacher. Okay. So more performance than, you know, than uh, songwriting. But the songwriting really got into the forefront. I did a demo uh, back in 2000, and there were several, you know, original songs on there. Actually, there were all. It was an EP. And, um but it wasn't it wasn't produced the way that I liked it it wasn't really something after it was all said and done it wasn't something I was super super proud of so I kind of again put it on the back burner right but it really wasn't until you know I started when I decided I wanted to write this record the first one in the jazz and I wanted to work with Nate that's kind of when it all you know kind of came to the forefront like okay this I can write songs and you know but now I'm writing again I'm I'm writing a for a third record but it's not going to be so much jazz, like straight ahead jazz as it was before, right. but a lot of it's more, I, I'm kind of going back to those country, I guess, country roots, the stuff that I was writing a long time ago.
0: Are we going to see you in Nashville? Is that what's coming next for Lisa?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I never say never. I never thought I'd be living in, you know, in Beverly Hills. So Right. Uh,
0: well, that's not bad. One of those things. Hey, uh, tell no. me, what, what's your favorite... Um, like, when you're putting your music together, what's your favorite instrument to write on? Are you, like, around a keyboard, a guitar, like, or anything? Like, what's your favorite thing to go to?
1: You know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm a lot better on the, you know, on the keyboard than I am with the guitar. Right. But the, the jazz, it's always been on the keyboard. And now the stuff that I'm writing now, it's more on the guitar, just because I'm looking for that specific sound. And also jazz, I'll tell you, I, what I basically do is write the lyrics and the melody. Okay. I kind of know what key I'm in. Um, you know, where I want to have it. I can move it around. It doesn't really matter at that point. It's just it's working it. And then for the piano, I can play more of those jazzy chords. But I can't play those jazzy chords on the guitar. So this is where Nate came in. Well, I'd say, listen, this is the melody, this is this is the feel I want for the song. Like when we wrote the good stuff, I wanted that feeling of um, like fever. Right. And then, then uh, you know, when I wrote, saying like when I write a song, I kind of know the feel that I want for it. I may not necessarily know exactly the chord progression or where it's going to go underneath the melody because you can do so many different things with jazz chords. Right. You know, and so when I work... With Nate, that's where he comes in, you know, his genius on chords and where the melody line is going to fit into that progression. And that's where he, you know, he works his magic to help make the song what it is.
0: That's great, because so. those chords just give it such a different spin, you know, such a different feel oh. that makes the whole thing either make it or break Abs- it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and with country music, the chords aren't as elaborate. Right. You know, so I can kind of get, I can do more with that on the guitar, but... When it came to the jazz, it was really important for me to have the right sound and, and color those notes.
0: Right. Hey, Lisa, can you pick out another one that you did some writing on that we could play? I have a list here, but I'd like to hear what you'd like to hear.
1: Uh, you know, I really like Break a Leg. It's one of my oh,
0: faves. Oh, ca- I had that one written down. Yeah. Hey, man, we got the same yeah. taste here. Hey... Lisa Casalino is going to break a leg. So let's listen to this one.
2: You came along to hear my song And now you're all I long for And still the moon can hear my tune Of how I swoon and yearn for Became the day you went away No matter how I beg, Don't come around to break my heart and tell me Break a leg. Oh, how I wish the memory of our kiss would make you miss me, baby. And every day I hope and pray that you may take away me. Now we're apart and still my heart's as fragile as an egg. Don't come around to break my heart and tell me, break a leg. It was my voice that led you straight into my arms. It was your words that held me all night within your charm. In every note I sang a prayer for love so true And you were there to hear me sing it just for you The notes I sing they used to bring The joy a spring is calling Your tender touch and kisses such I miss so much my darling But all the lies between your sighs I never knew to peg Don't come around to break my heart and tell me break a leg
0: Congratulations, Lisa. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Oh, thanks. Great job. Great you know, job. That's the first song that I... I mean, I've had radio stations play my music as part of a promotion where I've done interviews and then they play the songs, kind of like what we're doing here. Right. But the first time I ever heard... Without knowing, because I knew that my, my songs were being played, satellite radio, I knew a lot of people would were hearing them in restaurants and hotels and things like that, but I had yet to hear it just kind of out there in the open, and the first time I ever did, I was in New York City in the Time Warner shops, right outside of Lincoln Jazz Center, and I heard my song playing, I couldn't believe it, I was like, what is going on, and it was this one, it was this song. Wow. So it was pretty exciting and- to hear that, just like the coffee
0: and it it happened at home in your state of new york yeah of course (laughs) that
1: was an epic week for me yeah yeah. (laughs) i
0: can imagine uh that is very fortuitous that you heard it there that's awesome
2: yeah hey um
0: tell me about um like your influences like as you got hooked into the jazz i mean you mentioned your dad had a had a wide record collection so um who were your influences growing up like when did you discover say to yourself, like, wow, this is it, man. I, I love jazz and
1: I need to do this. Um, It wasn't really so much jazz in the beginning. It was just mostly singing and, and loving to sing. And, you know, so growing up, I had a lot of influences, Um, you know, and we were in New York, so, like, Broadway was there. And, you know, I, my, I love, um obviously, you know, Barbara Streisand. I loved uh, – Um, Julie
2: Andrews.
0: (laughs) Right, well, I I get a feeling um, that you, um, like, I can tell by your photos and everything that you have, um, you definitely have this connection and vibe for the stage. I mean, I can see it just, you know, how you, I haven't had the pleasure of seeing you live yet, but I kind of get that idea that you seem to be very natural.
1: Oh, thank you. I, I love to perform. I was always putting on little shows and you know when the video cameras came out, where your parents could videotape you. Remember, how they had that big thing over the shoulder. It had a case, and then yeah. it was in a VHS tape and all that. right. right. Yeah. You needed
0: three people and a so boy mom, to carry it. <laughs>
1: exactly. MTV had just come out, and so like you know, we were we, we would make these little home. My mom would bring the camera out. My brothers and I would make these like little home videos and dance around the house and sing to songs and. So she definitely fostered that idea of let's, let's put on a show sort of feeling, you know, around the house. And it was just really for fun. It wasn't really anything we all took seriously. But, you know, as a little girl, I always had these dreams that I wanted to be like a movie star and, you know, sing in a band and all those things.
0: And there you are. You're doing it now. <laughs> See? The yeah. dreams do come yeah. true, Lisa.
1: Gotta keep plugging. Yeah. I guess.
0: Hey, yeah. um, tell me about your favorite music. Like, um, besides jazz, like when you're listening to things just um for your own personal pleasure. Like, what do you like to listen to?
1: You know, that's that's interesting because I I kind of like to keep it open to a lot of different genres, and I I guess I always go back to the genres that I loved growing up when I was. Young, when I was living in Long Island, I I loved obviously like you know Cyndi Lauper, Madonna, Prince, Michael Jackson, and then I got into the, uh you know Motley Crue and um, Bon Jovi, Rats, Wow, like I love that. Like you know, in middle school, I was really into. I mean, gosh, you know, Motley Crue was my f- favorite, and I actually when I when I moved from Long Island to upstate New, New York. uh Shortly later, my friends actually ripped out a photo of Vince Neal from Motley Crue. I was a sixth, seventh girl. Um, they signed it. They knew how much I love Motley Crue. I actually met Vince Neal just a few years ago.
0: Damn, girl, you're full Journey. of surprises.
1: I know. I can't believe that. And I, it was funny just after all those years thinking, wow, I was like in love with this man. But yeah, and then when I got into high school, you know, it was Whitney Houston. Uh, was a big influence on me. Whitney was huge influence on me in the way that I wanted to sing. And then there were those younger girls who were doing the singing songwriting. Um, I just didn't feel like I had those opportunities, but like the Debbie Gibson, and, you know, the, she was doing a lot of that writing. And then just going into college, we were classically trained, but, um, you know, I still, it was just kind of, then I was really into hip-hop. Right. Seriously. In college, I got so into the hip-hop thing, and... And love that kind of music and so i was always really into the trendy music but so there's a realm so sometimes when i'm at home and i want to listen to something i'll either put on you know 80s rock or old school hip-hop or um yacht rock which i love like the the classic rock bands and you
0: called it yacht rock yeah yeah <laughs> so in other <laughs> so words like,
1: you-, introzo, Oates, you. you need know. to have
0: a yacht to listen to this
1: no, like, it would be nice if you did that, wouldn't
0: it? Yeah, i I wouldn't get a chance. I, my yacht is being repaired right now.
1: Yeah. And then, oh, then you know, I forgot the whole disco era, which I love, like Donna Summer. Oh yeah, and, you know, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and I mean, I love Motown, loved Motown. I mean, all of it, really, honestly. Um,
0: so you're a student of ec- eclecticity. You love the whole the genre, open wide genre. Pretty much, yeah. That's yeah. well. So, do you think this is having an effect on uh, on your next project? Because you said you you seem to be moving a, well, you know, away from jazz a little bit on the next project.
1: Right, but not not so much far away from the jazz. Because the stuff that I write, when I'm listening to music, when I'm a like melodious type singer and writer, like I I'm learning to write differently. Where everything, the hook doesn't have to be in the melody. Um, the melody can be a little simpler if the music accompanying it is a little, you know, brings out, you know, sometimes when you're thinking of a song, you're not really thinking of what someone's singing as the hook, but you're thinking of something in the accompaniment part of it, so. Right. I'm just trying to write songs that I, first of all, that I like to want would want to listen to, you know, that's going to touch a nerve for someone. Um, writing for your own voice has always been something where I, you know I, I always feel like I need c- can prove on, but I'm also interested in maybe writing for other singers, and just really tapping into that creative side, of you know of songwriting and and, and kind of looking outside the box and saying how can I make this song better?
0: Right, right. Hey, um, I want to play one more track here. Um, this is Christmas is still Christmas. This is. <laughs>
2: Christmas is still Christmas without you Christmas is still Christmas and all The bells still jingle for old Kris Kringle and the snowflakes will start to fall Yes, Christmas is still Christmas without you The Christmas lights are twinkling bright I'm stealing kisses, oh, beneath the mistletoe It's sure to be a wonderful night And even though it's Christmas time There's nothing underneath that tree That can come Because Christmas is the no Christmas without you. The carolers are singing with glee. And I can't wait for New Year's, the bubbles and the good cheers. Who knew how merry Christmas could be?
0: You know, I love the way you. It's so traditional with the stand-up bass and, and you know piano. It just and you know th- even the brushes on the drums. It's just great. It's just great. Can you give Thank us the you. backstory on that, Lisa? The uh, Christmas song.
1: Okay. Yeah. Sure. I actually wrote it in the summer of 2012. Okay. Uh, July, and it was going to be because I knew I wanted to have a Christmas single. and I knew I had to start early in order for it to get released and be able to be finished in time for the season, and I was, you know, at first it was actually going to be Christmas just isn't Christmas without you, that sort of thing. Right. And a friend of mine said, why why is everything got to be so sad, Lisa? So why can't it be like, Christmas is still Christmas without you, you know? And yeah. I thought, well, you know, that's right. I've been single pretty much all my life, and I thought, well, I still enjoy the holidays. I still have a great time at Christmas. It's... You know, you get, there's a lot of songs about people being lonely or single and not having anyone, but that's not necessarily true. You know, Christmas can still be a wonderful time of year, and you're you're going into the new year and new beginnings. And I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna write a song that's and it's not bitter. It's not like when you hear the title, "Christmas is still Christmas." It sounds sassy and bitter, but it's not. It's like, hey, right. I still love my life. I'm still gonna love the holidays, and I'm still gonna have a great time. Yeah, so, and I
0: got to give you uh, kudos, uh, my dear, for being, for having the bravery to write an original Christmas song, because uh, so many artists just go to the back catalog all the time, you know, and just do standards.
1: I feel like we, but you know, but it's written in a feel that is kind of traditional, like right, you know, I feel right. like it's like a nineteen fifties type doo woppy. I mean, like you could definitely add harmonies and to on that. But yeah, I, I, I would like to get it played more because it's just a single and not an album. It's been hard for me to get it on the radio that I have my records on because they just take, you know, a collection of work. They don't take singles. Right. So um, I'd like to get that out there. I feel like it's a good I, I would love to get it like on a compilation CD, you know, with a bunch of other songs and have people hear because I think it's a cute, catchy christmas tune yeah tune, and it's fun i think it's and great I, I think a lot of people can lead to it so
0: yeah well, we'll, we'll dharmic evolution will help you accomplish that goal oh that'd be
1: so <laughs> wonderful Yay! yeah here you go <laughs>
0: hey so um so as we're winding down here i want to ask you what are you really excited about for the rest of the year what's going on with you your career um new music gigs anything you want to share with us um before we say goodbye as far as what you're looking forward to that you're excited about
1: yeah, you know, I've been I've been really meeting amazing artists, musicians, producers, a lot of really interesting people since I've been here. And I'm looking, like I said, I'm writing now and I'm writing uh, music that kind of takes jazz but has a little bit of a country. It's almost like a Nora Jones meets Sheryl Crow type feel. Nice, you know? very and good. Yeah, thanks. And so, and I had some songs that I've written a long time ago. remember those songs I was telling you that I just didn't feel good about when they were produced. Right. They weren't really what I wanted to be. You know, revisiting some of those songs and seeing, you know, now that I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm more accomplished, I'm a, I'm a better songwriter, um, you know, just always trying to make yourself better. I'm, I'm, I still love the concept idea of these tunes. How can I make them relevant today in music and, and put all this together? so that's that's really what, what I'm looking forward to doing and um and then using my and, and you know like I said out in l a there's so many other opportunities for you so outside of the music, I'd like you know I maybe thinking about writing for other projects, not just for me to record but having my songs placed right in, in television or movies, and I'm actually getting into uh comedy so we'll see you're a,
0: you're <laughs> a comedian too
1: I think I'm funny yeah. I don't know yeah oh so. right
0: yeah. that's fantastic.
1: So yeah, I'm gonna be taking class and classes at the Groundlings. So who
0: do you who do yeah. you like? Who's your favorite comedians? Like, what what area are you into? You into the Mel Brooks stuff or like what? Oh are my!
1: Are you kidding me? Yeah, <gasps> I saw him the other day. He was having lunch. I was like, Are you? I didn't even know what to do. Eliza, my dog made eye contact with him. Oh really? I, I looked. Yeah, he lives he lives around here. That's the funny part. Living in L. A. It's like. I see people in Tampa, you know, that person looks like so-and-so like here. It's like, oh, that is so-and-so Lily Tomlin. I saw her a couple weeks ago. Wow. Unbelievable.
0: I, you know what? I tell you, Eliza Dew's got it all going on. She she's out there picking up Mel Brooks. I can't believe this. So I I have a friend who's going to contact you. English Bob. He's very funny. I'm going to have him reach out to you. So, um, Hey, listen, as, um, as we're just winding down here, what's the best way for people to reach Lisa Casalino to buy her music?
1: You can, if you want actual copies of the CD, like you said, the artwork is very nice. Um, I'm really proud of how that was done. They can go to lisa.castellino.com, L-I-S-A-C-A-S-A-L-I-N-O.com. There's a shop there. There's a store that they can buy the actual CD. I mail them out myself. I'm personal like that. So if they want them autographed or what, I mean, I'm happy to do that or send them out to friends. Okay. Um, whatever they want to do, they can buy the actual CD through me. Um, as far as downloads. You know, it's all over iTunes, Amazon Music. There's, um, I mean, I'm even surprised at what some websites that I find. If I Google, I see a lot of different websites that carry it for download as well.
0: How about like CD Baby? Are you on there too? CD
1: Baby. Okay. CD Baby, Mm
0: yep. Okay, great. So we know where to go to find Lisa Casalino. Um. That's awesome. I, I, listen, I really, this was great. I, you're the first jazz singer I've had on. I love this. This was awesome. And I'm very excited about your new record as well, um, seeing you writing and stretching out. So um, Lisa, it was a pleasure having you on the Dharmic Evolution today. And, um, you know, good luck with Liza Do there and, uh, and Mel Brooks. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, yeah. I'll be looking forward to hearing your new music very soon.
1: All right. Thank you so much for having me, Kevin. I really, really appreciate it.
0: There she goes. The jazz singer from Beverly Hills, Lisa Casolino. And wait till she gets a load of English Bob. She may never talk to me again. Anyway, it was a pleasure to have Lisa on the show. I hope you guys are having a fantastic Thanksgiving week here. Um, And it was a pleasure to have you guys on board. Don't forget to tune in on uh, Sunday. Jen Herman will be here, a social media expert, to teach us so many different things about the social media and how to use it properly. So, um, hey, head over to DharmicEvolution.com and check out all the shows there, the show links, the videos, the bios of the guests, uh, pictures, all kinds of different things. One swipe of your mouse, you can cruise through all this great content, pick out whatever you like, maybe a show that is in there that you missed that you, you could find some value in and have some fun with. And uh, if you haven't done so, please subscribe, rate, and review the show in iTunes. We love when you do this. And for those of you who have done so already, thank you, thank you, thank you. It means the world to us here at the Evolution Mansion. And don't forget, the download is free, but the content, it's priceless. So thanks again for being on the Dharmic Evolution. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video artist, and master storyteller. Until the next time, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage.